episode number 168 of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get clear on what you want and get unstuck from what is holding you back so that you can go on living deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today I'm going to speak to you about sharing a common language with someone, because I believe that when you learn to live deliberately, you acquire a new language. And if you want to share your experiences with others, or if you want to be understood by other people, it's so much easier if the other person shares your language. But let's start off first by just looking at what language is. What's the definition of language? Language is a method of communication. That's pretty much what it is. And it's usually used by a particular country or a particular community. Now, for those of you who speak only one language, like English, you may be able to empathize with the experience of perhaps traveling to a foreign country where they don't speak your language as fluently as you would like, and then there's a breakdown in communication. Have you ever had that before? I remember having that experience when I traveled to Quebec, and I was floored by how little English was spoken there and how difficult it was to get around as a tourist because everything was in French. I also remember having a similar experience when I backpacked through Europe and I visited places specifically like France and Italy and I just had a hard time feeling understood. I remember just wishing that everyone would just be able to speak English so that we could all be understood. And then I married someone whose mother tongue is different than my mother tongue. My husband is Israeli, and so his mother tongue is Hebrew. Now, my husband's English happens to be pretty good, and that was the language we communicated in when we met, and that's the language we still pretty much communicate in now, even though we live in Israel and I'm pretty much fluent in Hebrew at this point. And yet... I would easily admit that there have been many, many times in our relationship where one of us wouldn't feel understood by the other person, even though we now have two languages to be able to communicate with one another. And so I realized as I began to do this work with getting unstuck, this was already like seven years ago, I was in a way, and I didn't even realize it, creating a new language. At the time, the language was pretty much just one word or two words. It was like stuck or unstuck. And I started using that language in my house where I would share when I felt stuck. Like I would literally say out loud, I'm feeling stuck right now. <laughs> and just by using those words, whoever would be around me would understand. They would just get it. They would know that I have a story in my mind, which may have to do with something they just did or said, and that I am taking 100% responsibility for how I'm feeling, 
and that I'm not really feeling good in this moment and that I need to do some work. Like all of that, just by me saying the words, I'm stuck, they would get it. Or I would say, you know, I'm feeling stuck and I'm going to get unstuck or I need to get unstuck. And by using that phrase, the people in my family would excuse me from whatever situation we would be in because they would know that I needed to take a stop. Of course, they know what a stop is. And they knew that I would need some time alone to process through whatever just happened so that I could get unstuck and return to my family and be happy again. And they would understand that. And just being able to express to someone, usually someone that I love, that I'm stuck, is like a big relief. Like, yes, the weight of the process of, you know, doing the work of getting unstuck was still going to be on me. But it's almost like I had the support, the emotional support, even if they did nothing, even if they didn't say anything, they didn't have to do anything. They would just get that I was stuck. And they would understand that even if they didn't even know the story. It's really, really powerful. Now, remember, my family members understand me because we have this common language now. And that common language, it is not whining, it's not crying, it's not blaming them for how I feel, it's not telling them that I had a bad day, it's, it's none of that. It's literally just saying, I'm stuck. That alone stops everything. They know to leave me alone because I have work to do. And of course, it helps them or offers comfort when I'm saying I'm going to get unstuck. And by the way, this is obviously what I teach when I work with my clients. If we are beginning a session and a client of mine is feeling stuck somewhere, somehow, they will communicate that to me. They will tell me where or how they're feeling stuck, and we will start right away on processing through getting unstuck. But if we start our session and they start doing the things that I just mentioned a moment ago, like, you know, blaming and all of that, I let them be for a moment. And then when they're done, they usually admit being stuck and we start the work right away. If they don't admit to being stuck, then they are in victim mode. And that also communicates to me that they may not be ready to get unstuck, which is okay, but at least I understand where they're at. And what's happened over the years is that my family members have picked up on this language. So now we speak like three languages in the house, English, Hebrew, and living deliberately. I would say it happens pretty regularly where one of my kids comes home angry or sad or frustrated or something, and immediately I ask them, are you feeling stuck? Do you want help getting unstuck? In fact, just last week, my daughter was heading off for a week-long 12th grade class trip, and on the way where I took her to the bus stop, she was feeling really, really stuck on something. And she turned to me and she said, I'm feeling stuck. And again, those three words communicate something so powerfully in that moment. And in this case, it was a signal for me to ask her, do you want to get unstuck? 
because I typically don't help people to get unstuck unless they ask for it. Because if they don't want to get unstuck, me trying to help them is not going to get them very far. And so I coached her and then we said our goodbyes. And by the time I got home, I received a text message from my daughter thanking me for being a great mom. And she wrote that she feels totally unstuck and that she's so lucky and all of that. And I'm not saying that to boast at all. That's not my point. My point is to say that we were able to communicate with one another because we had this shared language. Maybe you can call it a shared emotional well-being language. Whatever it is, we were able to understand one another and therefore I was able to help her and she was in a place of listening and then of course healing from whatever was on her mind. Do you realize how awesome that is? (laughs) How powerful that is? It is so powerful. It's more powerful than anything I know. To be able to communicate with another human being and to truly feel understood is nothing short than a blessing. And now in my house, we also speak about getting clear, right? This is my second tool called The Clear Way. And most of you know my book will be coming out in about a month in August. This tool helps mentally prepare you for future moments. And my family is already speaking this language too. Again, without going into detail, my daughter recently had to make a pretty big decision about next year, whether she would enlist in the army or do a gap year program first. And if she did this gap year program, should she go with her current boyfriend or should they choose to go to separate gap year programs? Now, maybe this doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but to her, it was pretty huge. And she came to me with this dilemma. She literally didn't know how to move forward with making a decision. And so I asked her, do you want to get clear? And she did. And so we took out paper and pencil and we went through the steps of the clear way. She got clear and now she's in a great place moving forward. Having this common language has really been incredibly beneficial in my relationship with my husband. And I'll give you an example. Last week, my husband invited me to participate in a breathing meditation workshop. My husband is a builder, and he built a house for a man who happens to be a master teacher regarding some particular style of meditation and breathing, And this man has been inviting my husband for almost 10 years to come to one of his workshops. My husband finally decided to go for it, and he invited me to go with him. Now, I've been in the quote-unquote spiritual world for many years because I'm a certified yoga teacher for over 20 years now, and I've been practicing mindfulness for almost the same amount of time. And I've led many retreats and I've been a participant on tons of retreats. This is like totally up my alley. My husband, on the other hand, has very little experience with this. And I would even go as far to say that it's not really his thing. And I was even a little surprised, but of course also happy for him when he told me that he wanted to go to this workshop. 
I think he wanted to go because he thought it would help him with reducing stress and helping him with his sleep. So here we are in the car on our way. It's about 20 minutes away. And I suddenly had this image of who might be there, like what other people are going to attend this workshop and what we might be asked to do. And I had this image of my husband being disappointed or getting embarrassed or frustrated. And I realized it would be a really great time for him and for me to get clear. Remember, the clear way is a tool that helps you get mentally prepared for any future moment. And so I asked him, do you want to get clear? And do you know how he responded? He turned to me with this like emphatic, yes. He said yes, because he knows exactly what getting clear is about and how it can help him. We speak the same language. So I won't go through the entire clear process with you, but I will say that my husband got clear and I got clear before going into this workshop, which was so helpful because this workshop was nothing like either of us had expected. I mean, nothing. (laughs) And because we both got clear, neither of us got stuck. And we had an awesome night, even though the workshop was not what either of us was hoping for or expecting. Now, I hope you can see how much easier our communication was going into that event because we shared that common language. It's a language of feelings and thoughts and hope and optimism that we share and that supports us in our relationship, both when either of us is stuck and needs to get unstuck or either of us needs to get clear going into a future situation. It's quite amazing. Now, imagine the people in your world, your spouse, your child, your neighbors, right? Your colleagues, your siblings. Imagine that they're all speaking this language. Can you just imagine how much easier your life could be if they were speaking your language? Can you just imagine that for a moment? And then if you can take this even one step higher, can you imagine the people around the world speaking this language? Can you imagine the reduction of conflicts and the prospects for healing that can happen if the world could be sharing this emotional well-being language? Inside of the Living Deliberately Together Facebook group, which is a group you are invited to join once you enroll inside of my course, The Living Deliberately Blueprint. So this Facebook group, it includes people from the United States, Canada, Australia, Israel, Belgium, Jordan, and the UK. And I have to tell you, we're still a pretty small group at this point. If that is not like the coolest thing, I mean, the fact that we are all speaking the same language across the continents, I honestly don't know what is. I think it's a shared emotional well-being language that our world really needs for healing. You know, just before I recorded this podcast, my son had a saxophone lesson. 
His teacher is American, and he teaches my son in English. And at the lesson today, the teacher told my son that he might want to reach out to our neighbor, another child learning saxophone, and start practicing duets with him. The first thing my son thought of when his teacher told him that was that his teacher teaches this other boy in Hebrew. And so he said to the teacher, how are we going to be able to play together if I know the notes as, you know, A, B, C, and the other kid knows the notes as Do, Re, Mi? Because that's how they do it in Israel. They do it Do, Re, Mi. But when you do it in English, you do it by the letters, A, B, C. So my son said, we're not going to know how to play together. And his teacher responded, sure you will. You have a common language. It's the written notes on the sheet music. You don't need to say what you're playing. You just need to read it and play it. And I thought about that and was like, yes, it's the same thing with emotional well-being. If you have a common language, you can do these duets with people because the other people will understand you. It's really as simple as that. Just yesterday, I was browsing through Facebook, and I stopped at a post that a friend of mine, Hadar Sela, wrote. Hadar has been committed to doing this work of living deliberately, and she even went through my coach training program. I read her post and understood exactly what she was saying because we share this common language. I don't know how many of her other friends understood this post, but I got it. And with her permission, I'm going to share it with you here. This is what she wrote. So for anyone interested, I was sick this past week. Maybe you noticed my absence on social media, and maybe you didn't. It's all good. My symptoms were varied. Fever, aches and pains, horrendous headache, nausea, tired, phlegmy. I called my doctor and I was immediately told to go into isolation and was ordered a corona test. The people who came to take the test came on Monday morning. I committed myself to being calm, accepting, and grateful from the very beginning. I chose not to share with most of my friends unless they reached out to me. I have evolved. I am proud of the woman I am becoming. I have become very focused on living life deliberately instead of living life as a victim. Corona was negative, but even if it had come out positive, I already could see the silver linings. Name it to tame it. Thank you to those very special people you know who you are that checked in on me every day. You have taught me that I can believe that there are humans that do love me unconditionally. I am reaching my true goal of satisfaction each and every day as I stay aligned with my ways of being and how I truly want to show up in this world of ours. Now again, she used a lot of language in her post that maybe you didn't quite get or at least understand the way I think Hadar meant to write it, but that's because she's staying committed to doing this work and the more you stay with it, the stronger your language becomes because 
don't forget, your language creates your reality. I just loved seeing her post so much that I shared it inside of the Living Deliberately Facebook group. And the responses that she received so far are also incredibly powerful. Again, using the same language of Living Deliberately and empowering one another to grow and evolve. It's just awesome. (laughs) So I encourage you to acquire this language for yourself. I'll tell you, it's a heck of a lot easier than acquiring a foreign language. I can really tell you that for sure. Yes, it takes work, but it's pretty simple. And the more people around you that are speaking it, the more likely you will start speaking it too. And when you begin speaking this language, I can tell you the power and the value it's going to have on your life. It offers you a sense of clarity. It can create a sense of togetherness. And using this language can truly shift you into places of hope and inspiration that anything is possible. If you haven't acquired this language yet, what are you waiting for? My online self-paced course, The Living Deliberately Blueprint, can be found on the front page of my website, ready for you to start whenever you're ready. So please be sure you check that out. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to start applying this work to your life, you have to check out the Living Deliberately Blueprint. It's my online self-paced course, which will teach you my tools and everything you need to know about living deliberately. Head over to my website, shiragura.com for more details. I look forward to starting this amazing journey with you.